Alright troops, gonna give a quick heads up that what you're about to pipe in your lugs is the glacier ramblings of twa numpties needs it. So I didn't complain, I've told you. Enjoy the Brobrich Nicht and Nicht and didn't be a fear we're bearing, alright? Welcome to Brother Date Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. What's going on, Biscuit? What's going on in Biscuit's world? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you're either previewing or ruining the first piece of mail in the mailbag <laughs> is what's going on. You know I, I do not read what comes into the mailbag. <laughs> I don't know what's in it. I know the things that uh, I sent, and all I sent was Jose Canseco updates, so... <laughs> Well, it seems like he's been on one. He's always, always on one. I just, I'm finally getting into the pattern of actually sending it along. Um, uh, yeah, what's going not on? Not much is going on. It's a, it's a nice uh, spring day. Mm. You know. Uh, oh yeah. man. Okay, nothing at all. Awesome. Boy, okay. now that I think about it, ain't shit happening in my life right now. I got vaccine number two. I'm vaxed. Nice. Yeah. So you're on that. What, two-week countdown till you have immunity? That's right. Yeah. I, I assume at some point in the two weeks I will I'll cross the barrier. The point of no return, I believe, is what they're calling uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the... my, I don't have an alarm in my house that'll go off when it happens, so I'll just have to wait the two weeks. Oh, you don't have an immunity event horizon alarm? Nope. No, I don't have a perimeter alert or anything. So, yeah. Um, But it'll be nice to just be like... Maybe I can go down and dump the trash and not wear a mask. Because I'm probably <laughs> yeah. not going to see anyone on the way down there, and I'm already vexed. So what are the odds anything bad's going to happen? Stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I get my second dose in 11 days. Uh, Kaiser just sent out a big email today about they have to, uh, well, they're not going to do any uh, Johnson & Johnson doses for a while yeah. while everyone thinks about this blood clot issue. Let's all think about it together. Let's all think about it real hard. Is somewhere I can send my thoughts on the blood clot issues? It's a good... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think America is going to be one big roundtable on want, the subject. I want my opinions to be counted on this. Uh, but, so there's... You know, they're limiting vaccine appointments again. Because they were counting on that supply. But uh, since I'm on the uh, Pfizer chain, shouldn't affect me. Mm, that's what I 11 got. days out from that second shot. Good. That's good. I got good old Pfizer, too. Yeah. yeah. Not Pfizer 2, a new batch of vaccines. Just regular <laughs> Pfizer. Secret of, also. Secret of the Ooze, I yeah. think, would be. <laughs> They're both appropriate. It's probably, yeah, a new batch, Secret of the Ooze. There's a couple of good ones for that. Uh, a Wrath of. No, that one's not going to work. Okay. Yeah, no, just those two, probably. Uh, but yeah, uh, Katie has passed her immunity threshold, so she's already talking about going to Florida. Ah. Seeing, seeing her people. That is where you go when you're sure you're immune to everything. Then you're like, I'm going to go to Florida and test it. I I for sure would not go there before that immunity period rolled in. I would be like, if someone told me I had absolute immunity, I'd be like, let's test it. I'm going to Florida. 
I'm going <laughs> to go to Florida and just do Florida stuff and let's see if I catch anything. I want to I wonder if it would make sense to try it first in and not one of the other states that ain't got any kind of handle on it like one of them Dakotas or mm, Yeah. I mean there's nothing there's nothing to do there is the problem. Yeah. But, what would you know. I do? Try to like have sex with the monument with Mount Rushmore? Is that what I should do? Mm, that is discouraged. Wait, really? Do they have a rule against that? That's too bad. Because I was on uh, my bucket list. I was going to go there and I was going <sighs> to drop one in Teddy's mouth. All right. Well, no, anyway. probably not. Because you know how <sighs> during game night on Zoom, we search randomly through our photo collections <laughs> to put up distressing images i definitely would have taken a picture of a sign that said no having sex with any of the presidents at mount rushmore okay well all right that's fair uh yeah and i know other than that for me it's um just baby stuff just a house full of baby stuff just so much there's five things show up every day i can't get rid of the cardboard i got a mountain of cardboard because it just (laughs) keeps coming in (laughs) <laughs> and every time something comes in, I am visibly frustrated, and then I have to get into a fight with my wife about whether we need all this shit in our house. Yeah, and the you know the worst thing is it's you're probably eight ten months out from when that baby's going to enjoy playing in all that cardboard. Oh yeah, maybe I should keep some of it just as a cheap <laughs> toy. <laughs> it's just it's very aggravating. There's so much shit. I don't think we need any of it. Like all the baby's gonna do for a long time is eat and crap and sleep. But yep, we've got stuff for the baby all the way up to like age ten at this point. So I, so I was thinking, so okay, I, I you know I have already seen the baby shower registry. Oh yeah, and there's a little note at the top that says um, we didn't put any books on the list. Everyone feel free to pick out their favorite baby books and send them in. And so I, I passed it along to Katie and then uh, we were walking back from getting Indian food. And then I said, it's going to be a while before that baby can read, huh? Or before <laughs> it even makes sense for them to read to the baby. Maybe it's premature to think about that now. We'll see. We'll see how fast we can get it to read. Maybe that'll be the, the contest <laughs> that we're doing. We're just going to grill it every day. Every time it wants to do something else, we're just going to throw flashcards in its face. Maybe. I mean, that flashcards is the method by which I learned to read. I'm just generally trying to do things the opposite of the way our parents did it, which was just kind of like, I don't know, do you want to do it? Then you should do it. But if you don't want to do it, we're not going to make you do it. I'm going to ride this kid's ass so fucking hard. I think, so, so, if you're trying to do the literal opposite, then I think the number one thing you need to do is get an acacia wood tray and... <laughs> Three times a day, take it out, put it on the table, and then yell to your kid to go put the tray away, and then <laughs> announce, I'm not smoking weed. <laughs> That's true. That would really hammer home that I'm definitely not smoking weed with the stuff in that tray, for sure. Do you see Maybe this? You never Do you see all this stuff to- here? I'm not. Maybe you doing never it. got called on to fetch down the tray. Maybe you don't remember that specific part. No, by the time I was old enough to do it, so was father. So he was able to get it himself by that point. I think he was growing up with you. You know, you guys were on the same track. Felt like that sometimes. <laughs> uh, we don't usually do therapy. No. That's a separate other secret podcast. Yeah, I guess so. I shouldn't. I, now that it, I'm, I shouldn't talk about my expanding family, that will also be therapy from now on. Uh, uh, I'll, mar- I'll just uh, put it under subheading 
um, therapy. I'll just pull a data here and I'll just use the <laughs> subheadings like the Riker suggests. I just, I just wish he had told Riker that's not how any of it works. <laughs> I wish he'd sarcastically done it with his hands, just like poked around <laughs> in the air and be like, all right, hitting the drop down here. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see it right here. Slapstick. Slapstick. That's hey, right. Jo- hey, Jordy, help me out. He's saying boop, boop, boop with his mouth. This is, I'm being mocked, right? <laughs> this is not how, this is, is this what's really happening in there? Finally sounds like a robot. Like I've always wanted him to. Uh, yeah, well... Mailbag! brother day. You left too long a gap. I was gonna say, well, well, what's on the schedule is mailbag, and then we're doing more flags, everybody. Flags! Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> on the first, Ben wrote in, at brother date, clip for the origin of the nickname Biscuit. I don't think, uh, I don't think there's a clip for that. Boy, I don't think so. I think I just said... I think we came into this podcast with you... Already aggressively calling me Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true, and it wasn't based on a single thing. Nope. Just felt like it. I mean, it was based to some degree on our mutual love for the old Letterman show bit, Please Stop Calling Me Chief. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name itself, not necessarily important, but the concept of calling you something that we had not previously agreed upon was well, definitely it part just, of it. Just, it just happens that we saw the best ever version of that bit <laughs> when he... So frustrated that it had never worked, changed the game that day to please stop calling me Debbie. Yeah, still didn't and work. And it still didn't work. <laughs> Turns out no one will say please stop calling me Debbie, no matter how many times you aggressively call them that. Yeah. No matter how many times you throw it into the middle of a sentence. So, uh, Debbie, you uh, on vacation here, Debbie? Where are you coming from, Debbie? They don't. They <laughs> still won't say it. They'll just go. They'll pause a little bit and go. Uh, I'm from Texas. Yeah, exactly. It's such a... Because I've never heard it said, when I imagine it, I imagine it in a kind of a Superintendent Chalmers voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, steamed hams and all that. Please, please stop calling me Debbie. And you call them steamed hams, despite the fact that they're obviously grilled. <laughs> On the second, Ryan wrote in uh, to say, he's right. I feel a much closer bond slash more trust with those co-workers with whom I have raised a glass. Hmm. Who was right? Did somebody somebody talk about that? I mean, I assume. I don't want to flip back to the, to the soundboard and play Ryan wins. I don't know what that conversation was about, though. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm real antisocial at work. I mean, even when I was in the office, so yeah. I don't know that I feel any differently about coworkers that I've had a drink with. Uh, sometimes I'm. More it just seems like it. Well, yeah, it's, it's just an opportunity to learn something you don't like about someone you have to see. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's better if I don't know anything because odds are everything I'm going to learn. You know, like there might be positives in there, but I won't even remember those. I'll only remember the things that I hated because I don't want to hang out with those people. I have had jobs where there's been a lot of social pressure to do hangouts. Right. And those made me angry. Very angry. <laughs> maybe maybe it was, maybe it was your boss that used to like to uh 
make your team go out. I mean, I definitely had bosses like that. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but um, if we did, Ryan, let us know in six weeks. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, on the second, Ryan wrote, I think we established that is when you start seeing snakes that aren't there. That is the definition of uh, madness. <laughs> that happens a lot in uh, science fiction in particular. Uh, he also writes, wondering if Janeway would have made a better British Navy captain in the early 1800s. Uh, I'm sure they acted real imperiously, but frankly, I don't really, I haven't really spent too much time on British history of the 19th century. Are we talking about Janeway here? Yeah. Yeah, I, I there's something very particular about her brand of shittiness. It has to do with coming from a huge empire, but then just being way more all alone than you could ever be in the British Navy. Like, there will never be any reinforcements. As long yeah. as you live, Janeway, there won't be reinforcements. So maybe you should, like, choose a new yeah, she's, style. She's like almost more like columbus on his first trip to the new world sort of before he was sure he could get back yeah like you better fucking be cool with whoever you meet out here because uh, odds are it's just you and the 40 dudes you brought yeah even he though knew where he was in terms of latitude and longitude he was just wrong about where the land masses of the earth were yes that's right He he thought he could figure it out though. He just you know everyone had a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of self confidence. There was an age of people with self confidence. Everyone uh, not only were they all like nine jobs. Everyone was an inventor and a fucking philosopher and a explorer and all kinds of shit. But they were all just sure that in every field they had it figured out. Well, I mean not only that, but imagine being like, hey. uh... There's this new theory that the Earth is smaller than we've been saying it is, and if that's true, maybe we could sail across to the Indies. Uh, I'm going to go talk to some kings and see if I can get them to finance an expedition. <laughs> that's right. There are people like that today as well who have some harebrained idea and then are able to get funding for it, and you just go, I don't understand how this is being funded, but they must have just gone in there and swung it around. Just fucking whipped it out onto the desk and just knocked the whole, everything off the desk with it. Because how else did this happen? I'm just saying that if I had a fun idea, I I wouldn't be like, I gotta get it. I gotta get in front of the president with this. No, uh, not only that, every every idea I've ever had, I was sick of and hated about five seconds later. So. <sighs> Welcome to episode 229 of Brother Date. <laughs> yes, 228 episodes ago we decided this was a bad idea. Uh, on the second, Ryan writes, I'm trying not to imagine Ben in full method. Mm. And then also, okay, and hear me out on this, another episode with Ben, but all three of you are high as fuck. Yeah, I mean... Could we coherently talk about Star Trek if we were impaired? I wonder. It's a good. It's a good question, and it's the real problem is I kind of don't get high from weed, at least not unless I take just a monstrous amount of it. Mm. So 
I can get real drunk. I've done three or four of these drunk. Yeah, yeah. I've occasionally uh, have fun going back drunk. through the catalog and picking them out. I mean, I'm having a beer right now. I have to have something. There has to, I have to have something to do this. But, um, yeah. I mean, I try anything once. Uh, Ryan also posted a People.com article entitled Jeffrey Dean Morgan reveals the role that almost made him quit acting. Quote, it was horrible. <laughs> and Ryan's post has the caption, F and Enterprise. Wait, what? who is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, by the way? Uh, this is that guy who I think he was in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. He became, he uh. became the ghost that that one doctor sexed, I think. No, he's a, a Walking Dead guy. I remember, uh, yeah, I remember him from Walking Dead. Who the hell was he in Star Trek? Uh, or is that not what we're talking about? No, no, it is. I'm trying. He to... played a Zindi reptilian. Oh no! <laughs> I'm trying to see. Oh yeah, in Carpenter Street, he was one of the Detroit guys. Oh, how terrible! Well, I mean. Honestly, if you've had to tell your family, don't watch this. Like, <laughs> we talked, we've like, talked about this, this in one. relation to Enterprise a few different times about having to tell your family, I'm in something, but don't worry about what it is. It's not important. Like, I, have, I'm got, I got a paycheck. Don't worry about it. Please do not watch the episode of Star Trek Enterprise that I'm in. I think we talked about it in relation to the alien Nazi in particular. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, listen, I don't know what he's talking about. There are, so far, we have 14 episodes of Star Trek that scored worse than Carpenter Street. <laughs> I mean, out of 485. It's definitely... Four, 14 of them scored worse than that, so... Near the bottom of the list, but not at the bottom. Well, yeah, we're not dead at the bottom. There are, it's not you know... waking moments. Th- three, three of those are Enterprise episodes, so it's only the fourth worst Enterprise episode. <laughs> But that is a, it's not a good one to be in, for sure. That wasn't the winner. Oh, you wouldn't want to be in that. No. Uh, Ryan also writes, The Ramis. I guess he doesn't like that somewhat obvious nickname for Romulans. Ooh, did one of us call them Ramis? I usually call them Ramos. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well. Sorry. Uh, he's definitely catching up here. He writes, considering his service record and performance, if that 26 years doesn't include his academy time, then only racism would explain why he's still a lieutenant commander. He is highly decorated. It is kind of wild. I can only, the only other explanation, I guess, would be just his career track. Like, he's just not in the command path somehow, but he's the second officer, so. So... When we so we did Silicon Avatar last week, mm-hmm. and I sort of reconfirmed the timeline that it had been thirty years since Data was reactivated. Right. So, I guess I don't know. Either way, it kind of doesn't make sense. Like either he entered the academy immediately, in which case, like how to get in, <laughs> or he or it took him four years to get into the academy. Um, yeah, it would actually be interesting to know what his connections are, because it seems like you need a letter. 
<laughs> and I want to know who got a letter for him. Who were his friends before the Enterprise? You know, you get to hear about Riker on his old ships and Picard on his old ships, etc. You never hear about what Data was up to. Where, where is he? What ship found him? The Trieste? Or... That could be. But where did he serve before Enterprise? Did, is there anything? Oh, yeah, it's a good question. I, I mean... I can't think of anything. We can always check memory beta. Looks like we know where Geordi was previously. We don't know where Worf was. Uh, I mean, is that... I mean, I guess we don't know where Troy was, but who, she's not really... She ain't the real deal. She's just a telepathic weapon. Uh, the Tripoli found him in 2338, not okay. the Trieste. Okay. He entered Starfleet Academy in 2341. That's f- pretty quick. Yep. But I guess when you're a fully grown adult robot, what are you going to do? It's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I guess he could have done anything. He could have lifted heavy objects or <laughs> built cars. <laughs> I mean, look, robots today are facing the same thing, all right? It never changes throughout time. If you're an adult robot, what is it really that you're supposed to be doing? Yeah, I guess just roaming the streets of New York these days. Uh, Oh, he served aboard the USS Trieste, I guess. Uh, Did they just scoop him up from the planet and put him in a a non-cons fucking uniform and be like, you're part of the crew now? Lift that thing <laughs> well, over no, there. Again, he was found by the Tripoli. Oh, I've already forgot the details on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I guess uh, most of this, even in the dumb uh, novels, has not mentioned. That's weird. I guess he was recruited for a survey mission by Captain Jean-Luc Picard aboard the USS Portia. Oh, boy, that's some real memory beta bullshit. That's from the TNG novel The Buried Age. Ugh, yeah, let's bury that again, please. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. That's, you know, I don't remember the Porsche, but that's okay, because neither would Picard. If it showed up on the view screen and it said USS Porsche on it, he'd look at it and go, huh? What is it? Yeah, I guess he made Lieutenant Commander in 2360. So. Okay. You know. By the time he commands. What fucking year? Uh, Uh, Hold on. In 2371, Data was forced to play a deadly game with the entity Red Jack when he took over the Enterprise-D's computer as part of his revenge. No! (laughs) This is from a comic. Red Jack is back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't worry, he made him do Victorian London again. Was it just another dude who was killing ladies and then just used the same excuse like Scott Uh, did? Claims it's Red Jack, but maybe Data killed a bunch of ladies. (laughs) Oh, woof. we took over data? Oh, that sucks. Woof, woof, woof. Hmm. Oh, boy. What a dumb tangent. Well, look, I just I couldn't think of anything we knew about data's past. The I, Okay, so if he served on the Trieste, then I guess the only one we don't know about is Worf. What was he up to before Enterprise? Who knows? All right, fine. Did fine. he just come straight out of the Academy to the Enterprise? I don't know. He was pretty junior, right? Yeah, he's Lieutenant J.G., Oh, that's nice. They've got him as Worf, son of Moog. Hmm. They should just Scandy that and start calling him Moogson. 
Worf served as an ensign aboard the USS Aldrin from 2361 to 2364. Yeah, but what's the source on that? Is that a B source? Is that memory B? Uh, that is a short story called Revelations. Yeah. yeah, this is memory B. Yeah, can't count it. I don't know. That's just That could be anything. Uh, the people I demand more Star upset. Trek, all right? So we're giving them all the Star Trek they want. It's just all of Ryan's notes this week are, but uh, <laughs> he writes, oh, come on, you can be a fat badass. Dynasty Warriors taught us that. Uh, which one was yeah. the badass? In Chinese history, you can be a fat badass. In Dynasty Warriors, which one was the badass? Was it the one who said, I want to have lots and lots of food. <laughs> <laughs> The one who was a big baby? The one with the big rattles. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, which one is that? Or was it Tung Cho? Shoo, which one? Shoo Shoo? Yes. Or... Yeah, yeah, Shoo Shoo. Uh, I don't know. What about uh, see how you on? <laughs> He's kind of a fat badass, right? I guess. I don't know. There were only a few badasses in Dynasty Warriors. There were so many uh, anime stereotypes in there. I don't consider most of them to be badass. There was uh, the beautiful one, uh, Jong He, and there was, uh, (laughs) you know, there was the big baby. We talked about him. Uh, There was the little elven guy that was, I think, Lu Xun in that one. He was a little elf guy. Not great. Uh, Ryan posted a sexy picture of Patrick Stewart from 1977 on stage. Yo, I saw caption. that <laughs> He looks short as hell. Does he just look short? Does he have weird proportions that make him look short? Well, it's a fun question because uh, I did catch that in the next generation he's wearing lifts. Oh, hell yeah. Of course he is. Well, for one thing, they make we- him stand six inches from Riker at all times. Yeah, Wikipedia has his height as 5'10", and I don't believe no, it. Oh, listed 5'10". I'm going to go ahead and say that is listed 5'10". Um, just to get both their heads in the shot, unlikely. you have to fucking put them in lifts. Because, they, again, they always just have Riker standing just a couple of inches behind him. Uncomfortably close. Yeah, and Frakes is, what, 6'4"? 6'3", I think? 6'3". 6'3". Yeah, he's, he's more than five inches taller. Oh, yeah, for sure. He might be really 6'3", whereas Pat Stu is just a listed 5'10". Yeah, once you get up to a certain height, the listed stuff kind of goes away in acting. It still continues in pro wrestling. Like, Riker in pro wrestling would be like 6'6", six, six for sure. 6'6", <laughs> six, six, right. 290 pounds, and you'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't look right. I don't know about that. Uh, no, Rikishi definitely weighed 400 pounds. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm sorry. I talked over whatever the caption on that was. Oh, Ryan writes, was he a marathoner, a wrestler, an equestrian, or just guy shaped? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's not that he looks unathletic. To me, he just looks short. So I could see, actually, the only one I could, I don't know what um, equestrian people look like. I know jockeys are short, but when... His kind of riding doesn't seem like racing, so I don't think he'd necessarily have to be a tiny guy. But um, with his body type, I could definitely see wrestling. Yeah, he does kind of look like he could have been a wrestler. Yeah. They made that Avery Brooks's story, mm-hmm. but whatever. 
Yeah, I um, I don't know, and I don't think I will ever bother to learn what the ideal body type is for like um show horse business. <laughs> you know, um, you're not gonna. What I call gonna hang around in the locker rooms. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna hang around. At a show I'm jumping. not gonna uh, peek my head out from if under men a, even a, do mountain show jumping. Of, a mountain of towels with a little camera, and uh, and take pictures of the dudes after they come in from their long day of show jumping. Um, Just uh, doing very quick sketches in your little notebook. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for my uh, my weekly column in the horse trades. You know, I always gotta. It's important that I get my name around the industry. Did I mention when I, we had that big blackout and Katie and I went and stayed in a little hotel in Palo Alto? That was a and bad they had, Yes, and they had uh, some kind of rural network where all the commercials were for fertilizer. And, <laughs> um, uh, and there was a show called like... Uh, classic tractor magazine or something like that where they would just show old vintage tractors <laughs> um oh it's the rfd network or something like that wow um anyway there was a show that was real bad i want to want to say cell phone footage but i need you to understand it's not from an iphone okay of Some kind of event where children have a team of two draft horses and pull them in a little cart that trots around. And it's not a race. It's just like, (laughs) hey, look at our team of horses. Look how good they trot. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And they dress up Western fancy and trot around. And um, we sure did watch that entire half hour. And... um... Were the horses endowed less than the average human man? <laughs> so it's no, not. It's not from that one special farm. So it's not to intimidate the riders and make I'm them not, feel. I'm not lesser. having any fun. <laughs> I want to go home now. Um, but you know, so there are there are events where you could. I mean, this one was specifically for children, but I understood from the show that this. This was the junior version of a thing that's normally done with a team of like four or six draft horses pull- that are pulling adults. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to double up because there's no way two horses could pull an adult. That's just not possible. So you gotta well, you gotta step it up to four horses for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're definitely gonna want four <laughs> Clydesdales. Yeah, yeah, to pull a human man? To for pull sure. one adult. Yeah. Well, they gotta pull the cart too. And oh, that's yeah. what people forget. I I didn't forget though. I know that you got it. It's the ratio is it's two horses per kid, four horses per adult, card included, for sure. Uh, did I mention Way... that I'm a big name in the horse trades? I know all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Way back on the fourth, Ryan wrote, um, "That is very fair." I stopped being a Patrick Marlowe fan when he abandoned the Sharks. So. I don't know who we were talking about, who we weren't fans of anymore, but... I don't know, but I think we were talking about the general idea that once someone has left the team. We were talking about that fucking Roman philosopher or whoever who was already complaining about how all they do is root for laundry, these idiots. And then we just got worse and worse over 2,000 years. Yeah, well, uh, Patrick Marlowe's been back for a couple of years, so maybe he likes him again. 
Ryan, let us know in six episodes if you like Patrick Marlowe again. Because <laughs> he's, he's been a shark for a year and a half now. On the 4th, Jose Canseco woke up and wrote, You can't control Bigfoot or aliens, so you can't control me either. <laughs> and uh, you were kind enough to retweet that for us. I, I put it on my list of things to do, is to finally start forwarding his important tweets along to Brother Day. Because a lot of his tweets are just like, my fucking branded Jose Canseco car washes are open from this hour to this hour, and sometimes I'll be there and you can get signed memorabilia or whatever. And that's like... 80% of his tweets, but then he'll randomly come on and tweet a real gem. So, yeah, uh, just like Bigfoot and Aliens, that's Jose Canseco in every way. Now, I agree in principle that you can't control aliens. Sure. Can't do it. It's but just... Bigfoot, he seems pretty well controlled. Like, we don't have a big spate of Bigfoot trouble in this country. No. Um... I'm not personally controlling him, but he seems to be controlled. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but you're right about aliens, though. It's it's just like Christianity and how you can't make fun of it. <laughs> Bigfoot, you can't. I mean, aliens can't be controlled, no matter how hard. You not try. not even possible. Yeah. yeah, give it up. Oh boy, um, he's still pitching the idea of the holiday bracket. I don't I don't know on the fifth if he had yet heard your theme song. <laughs> for the state flags bracket yeah i mean we pretty much shot down his idea the, the other time i would have thought so but he says maybe for the holiday bracket we could do secular conference versus religious conference okay are the secular so, ones like independence day and um I think this is the problem. Because um, all the other ones are like named after saints, and I don't know if they technically count as being religious, but like they're named that way. Yeah, like uh, even Thanksgiving. Hey, who are you giving thanks to? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a tough one. I don't know how many we could come yeah, up is, with. Is Halloween secular? I guess it probably is. Well, it's um some kind of fucking witchy. It's a witchy thing. I don't know. What about Wicca? Does that count as a religious thing? Nah, I don't know if they sell. I don't know if they. I don't know if they're claiming Halloween as it is celebrated. Oh, they don't just like have a bunch of like Jack Skellington stuff all over. If you're, do you celebrate? If you're a real witch, it's not just it's He's not a, Jack Skellington all year all year round. <laughs> I mean, there definitely are people who are Jack Skellington all year round. Katie's okay. uh, one of Katie's best friends is one of them, but. Uh, then she's a witch. I know. I don't. I don't know if it if it rises to the level of religious observance. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. I think if you were to line them up like that, most of the holidays, the real ones, the big ones, would go on one side. So it'd be kind of be a weird way to do it. Ryan, look, we just said we didn't want to do it. I know we said we'd do anything, but like this one's a tough one. Well, he goes on to say, I think I'm going to have to make it interesting and provide you the scoring rubric or at least some guidelines that need to be considered for the holiday bracket. You're going to have to take into account the origin story, the modern day cultural impact, the associated traditions and foods. <laughs> yes. And then and maybe like we said, we that, don't want to do any of them, but if you make the bracket, we'll a hundred percent do it. <laughs> so quit stalling and make the bracket. Uh, also on the fifth, he says, I'll see if I can talk him into it. I don't know. 
I don't know who the him is. That's too short to be a win. Uh, maybe talking his brother into being on the podcast. I don't fucking know. I found out he had a brother. That's all. This is all I remember from the conversation, and this probably is his brother because this is, you know, which conversation it is that he had good prospects. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to bring it up again because one Ryan already claimed to have had the final word on it. So <laughs> that's that's it. Um, regarding pairs, he writes, my apologies, please do not interpret that as pair solicitation, then says, I meant, if you offer me one, I'll try it. <laughs> just, so just, now I think that is, that is outright pair solicitation yes. at this point. A hundred percent he wants a box of that, so you're going to have to put him on the list come the holidays. On the 6th, Shannon wrote in to retweet john delancey's announcement that he'll be returning to play the role of q in season two of picard uh and then the i guess the picard trailer that ends with the letter q yeah super expected and she just she asks what do you think of this yeah just exactly what i would have expected um but I, I don't know. I mean, like, part of me is like, no more, no more Q, please. But the other part of me was like, season one was just action schlock. It was, you didn't see it, but it was just a lot of people flying around and shooting each other and then running around on the ground and shooting each other. And I don't even remember what the plot was. It had something to do with some other bad Romulans. Yeah, there were some Romulans. Who were anti-AI. There was some anti-AI stuff, but like that. There was a big anti-AI event in the past that had happened that had shaped this new Trek universe. And um, I, I don't remember anything that really... I don't remember any of the details because it wasn't memorable. It was just a lot of shooting. So, I mean, maybe it couldn't be worse than that. But Look, I hope the first thing that he says when he shows up is, I made myself old like you. <laughs> it's true. I don't want to have to think about why he's old. Well, Data never talked about his whole situation. <laughs> the one that was very sad and scary. Actually, a little scary. <laughs> he was like, when you see someone kind of, when, when they age naturally and they, you know, maybe they look a little jowly and a little old and you're like, all right, well, that's what happens. You're, you melt a little bit when you get older. That's fine. But when you put a bunch of like weird gold fucking makeup <laughs> yeah. on them and put in some crazy yellow contacts and stuff it looks fucking freaky and like even by season seven he didn't look like he did in season one and you were just like well what are you gonna do yeah Um, that's how it goes but then in picard he just looks so rough and they never talk about it he doesn't give the expected line where he's like oh all of my compatriots were aging and so i I decided to replicate to see what the experience was like or something he just never talked about it so, yes, I mean, you'd expect Q to have a line about why he looks so old and shitty, but we shall see. Uh, with regard to uh, our last Star Trek episode, Ben wrote in uh, with a little dialogue where Guinan says real Klingons laugh, and then Worf says, I'm never going to laugh again. These guilty ridges <laughs> killed that kid. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it makes sense uh, that Ben's everyone caught up. Feel, everyone feel free to do their own careless whisper or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it makes sense that Ben's caught up because he's actually been in two of the last four Star Trek episodes. 
Uh, Shannon tagged us in a Twitter game she was playing with uh, a Twitter account uh, at Marcy Starfleet, which was a Star Trek line, but with the word LMAO at the end. Shannon engaged with this prompt for some reason hmm. by writing in in brackets a Twitter and then game. Did well, you know what she said. Yeah, yeah. That's her choice for following it with LMA- LFMAO. Yeah. Or That's LM- her choice F-A-O. for following it with LMFAO. Huh. Games? Did someone say games? And perchance for interest's sake, a deadly game? Yeah. Hey, I know I only wanted to spend one second making that clip, but why didn't I even get the end of the word game in there? <laughs> it, doesn't start to, it starts to fade out. <laughs> Perhaps, for interest's sake, a deadly game. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think of a good one. Maybe one of Picard's um, one of some of Picard's harsh words for uh, Admiral Sherrock or something, followed up by LMFAO. I don't know. Uh, you like you've made your choices, sir. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, if the b- bitter taste is unpalatable to you, then I am truly sorry. LMFAO. Maybe I don't know. Keep tagging us in Star Trek stuff, though, because I want to get on StarTrek.com. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted to do. I'm trying to get Listen, out of the horse trades and into the Trek trades, and this is the best way to do it. Uh, for all I know, that was effective. Um, I don't know if you saw, but our uh, last episode, hmm. uh, Back to the Essentials. Right. <laughs> the new Essentialist, sure. <laughs> is our most downloaded episode since we moved to this platform. Hell Yeah fucking results it only took 230 of these fuckers yeah, 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 yeah. to get to over to get to crack the 25 download barrier <laughs> uh ryan writes and you know why because i just read ryan's uh tweets at us for an hour every other week what are you talking about that's not exciting to everybody everyone knows ryan he's got <laughs> ryan he's got like five instagrams <laughs> he's fucking he's famous as shit the dude does have too many Instagrams. <laughs> I rarely I just followed check in. an, another two of them last week. I get on Instagram every once in a while, normally because Marjan has tagged me in something, and I get like a notification, and I'll go in and I'll just look at the first thing that's on there. I do not scroll through the feed. I don't want to see anything. And <laughs> almost all the time, it's one of Ryan's accounts. But I'm, ne- I mean, like I don't know which one because I think I'm following all of them. So. <laughs> So it's just like, yeah, it's a right. lot. It is a lot of pictures of uh, Quicksilver County Park, huh? Yeah, I'll just like I'm like, ah, cool hiking pictures, and I'll push like, but like, why does he need them? What are they for again? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Tell us, Ryan. His wife has at least three, so <laughs> they're just that just that kind of house. All right. Uh, Ryan writes, I think the expression slash question you were looking for is, do the means justify the ends? I don't think they're trying to take scientists down a peg. I think this is a pretty Star Trek take. Uh, which one recently was a... Did we think they were taking scientists down again? It happens a lot. Let me see. Let's see if Landrew has an answer for me. I'm going to summon him. Landrew, I choose you. Is that a thing that people I mean, say? we have... Did you say that Silicon Avatar was anti-science? Or... No, no that wouldn't have been so much. Because so. that woman just loses her mind. Uh, 
God, all these episodes look the fucking same to me. The 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 titles of these mean nothing. What, like these Voyager ones? I don't remember what Nothing Human is anymore. Do you remember? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Not even remotely. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. Give them the win, I guess. I don't know what to say about this. You already got the soundboard up. You just played that games thing. <laughs> Ryan wins. I got two bandanas. Holy shit! <laughs> All right. Um, is uh, <laughs> nothing human is the one where it turns out that the that Cardassian Ted Danson was a war criminal. Oh, okay. That must that I think that's the episode he's talking about, right? Yeah, well, well, now what do you want to do? Edit out the Ryan wins? No. I'm not yeah. Gonna, you know I'm not going to do any editing on this shit. This fucking 25 <laughs> download podcast. Uh, he said, and by, I mean, by the way, uh, we both gave it a six for premise, so. Oh, yeah, we must have uh, appreciated whatever they were going for, but I, I am all, I mean, I. I'm always weary that they are after scientists because of, you know, the the portrayal of scientists they have every single week. So uh, He says, that said, feel free to ignore my opinions as I've put in zero work rating all the other hundred episodes. And that's he what says, we're all Jamie's- about here. We're, the, we're about the work. And this is, <laughs> I think I shared a few weeks ago that criticism is the real art. And the artists are fucking lazy as shit, and the critics do all the real work, and so that's right. You remember who's doing the work. Oh, Janeway, he says, is Kirk without the sunshine and rainbows of the 60s. Well, we know, uh, we then know, he said... We know she was looking up to Sulu and all the other cowboys of his age, so... That is true. Uh, then, even though we haven't agreed to do the last project he was pitching, the holiday bracket... He writes, okay, you said you'll do literally anything. Write a Star Trek script. Your choice which series that would score perfect on your rubric. <laughs> so I guess he's getting frustrated with our criticism. Um, I mean, we know how to do it, though. A lot of self-aware jokes. Because <laughs> every single time we say we'll give it a 10, if somebody... <laughs> Somebody just acknowledges the stupid thing that keeps happening. Uh, I'm not sure that it's possible to score 80 points. I think that the fundamental problem is that world-building episodes aren't character episodes and vice versa. Yeah, I think that's kind of true. Sure. you got to so, spend your time somewhere, and those two are kind of at odds a little bit. It's probably It's probably hard to score more than 11 points between those two categories, right? Like, Ooh, I wonder, I wonder who's done better than that. And I just closed Landrew because, you know, he's a resource hog. Sorry, Landrew. Uh, I like mean, it. for sure. He doesn't like it when I talk about him like that. I mean, it would be 22 points in the combined scores. So, for instance, Redemption 2 scored 9 for world building and 13 for characterization. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. That's roughly the equivalent of that. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm skipping the early episodes because we didn't really have our rubric down. Um, mm-hmm. Boy. There are so many low scores just in general. <laughs> it's like all I see is zeros, one, twos, and threes. 
The color coding helps. Oh, okay. The so Way of the Warrior scored 16 for world building and 13 for characterization. Hey. That's uh, pretty good. That's strong on the back half. Yeah. But again, 20 and 20 is what you'd see if it was perfect. Just big below the border. Big south of the border. That's what I would say. Uh, there's another, That's how I describe myself. Sins of the Father was also of a the 10 and a 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are some uh, big ones, but... Yeah, so it's, pr- it's pretty difficult to score very highly in those two categories, whereas there's no... The first two don't really have a conflict with anything else. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that doing a big take can make it hard to do big world building or something like that, but a big take often comes with the opportunity for characterization. I would agree with that. I would say, Ryan, don't worry about the scores. You can always just grade on a curve. The f- best one we ever did got 57 points. Make that the top, you know? Yeah. It's fine. Oh, you mean, you can do better than that because we have a high, a low, and a standard deviation. So you, yeah. we really give you, if you look at Landry, we, we really give you the tools to determine what the good and bad episodes are. Also, just look out in the mail for a bunch of photocopies of Star Trek The Next Daylight. So <laughs> coming your way. <laughs> That's true. That is Matt's script from fifth grade. Someday I'll get it know. made. Someday I'll get the whole cast back together and get that thing made. Well, four days ago, Jose Canseco tweeted, <laughs> fell asleep and woke up to three female aliens probing me for crypto info. <laughs> so the fun thing about this is that that's just a lie. Well, I mean, I suppose As opposed to his weird... When he says you can't control aliens and you can't control Bigfoot, <laughs> so you can't control me, hmm. he... There's no truth value to that statement. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's impossible to prove that to be true or untrue. That's uh, an opinion. You, are you ruling out mental illness? Uh, he, I mean, if so, he's all, clearly already at snakes level. <laughs> yes, he may absolutely believe that this is a thing that happened to him. It seems it, it seems like someone who ha- had this experience would not be able to tweet about it the same day that it happened mm. to me. But he does put some work into Twitter. Yeah, all of his um, anti-A-Rod stuff will, will be, <laughs> be enough to attest to that. He tweets about A-Rod a lot. He hates A-Rod. I don't know why. I don't think he knows why. But... Um, yeah, man. Three alien women. Uh, Ryan writes, oh, that's a good term. Plot-induced stupidity. That sounds uh, like- sometimes it's the only way to describe why someone is dumb this week. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like one of Judah's episode descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say that the person said something else. I always just replace their real words. With some words oh, yeah. that I would like to, for them to just say instead, because what they're doing is so stupid. Um, he says he feels like shady is a lot more derogatory than cagey. <laughs> now and we're I into the real that's thing. True. I suppose that's true. I was waiting. He was for having this. his feelings hurt that week because he also writes, "I ask because you mixed up our names at one point." Now I don't know how far I have to scroll back to find a question. It's <laughs> right. When did he ask what? But I knew we were going to get into some personal stuff about Ryan. <laughs> well, th- I mean, stay tuned to the next mailbag where he defends himself for having six Instagrams or whatever. 
Uh, look, we, uh, did we call him shady? Yes, but I think I think KG is fine. He's he's very KG. KG's more accurate. Yeah, he's not doing anything sinister. He's just keeping secrets for no reason. Yeah, he's he obstructs all the time, <laughs> and I don't really. No one knows why. So, so he's kind of the Mitch McConnell of this <laughs> podcast, is what you're saying. I'm I'm I am definitely not saying that. It is a. That's a uh, that's a bit far for Ryan, who is merely a um. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna bring up any other politicians because we don't have to talk about that anymore because it's 2021, right? Uh, he digs Ben being on the podcast. He says that he lends a sort of air of authenticity to the, the podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> Fuck! I hope I don't jack off. Is that what he means when he says that? Yeah, because I'm always saying I hope I don't jack off. Over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I can stop saying that, but uh, he says actually Ben might have a point here. Some people take virtue signaling a little too far, sometimes with outstanding positive consequences for society. Which is well, then it wouldn't be a fun, far. a fun switch it up construction, huh? Yeah, if you're going too far, it probably won't end in a lot of positive consequences. That sounds like far enough. I I think most of the time people are accused of virtue signaling. It is a, it's unfounded. Like, uh, Twitter and other social media is a space for you to write whatever nonsense is on your mind at the time. Mm-hmm. And so if it happens to be, uh, I haven't found it that difficult to not shout the N-word at people on Twitch. <laughs> yep. I don't think that's virtue signaling any more than, no. like, you know, it's uh, the idea that, well, I, I, don't, I guess I don't want to yeah, waste my time. Yeah, look, I don't have any problem with somebody um, feeling proud about doing something cool. So if you do yeah, something exactly. cool and then you're proud of it and you talk about it, good for you. That's fine. You know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. Most of the time it's uh, uh, an overreaction when people start talking about virtue signaling. But uh, I don't remember what yeah. Ben was talking about in that episode, so I don't know. Uh, well, again, we discussed... <laughs> I kept Landrew open this time. I guess I could check. There was trials Ensign and tribulations. Row, trials and tribulations and 30 days. Yeah. Uh, when old when old Teeps got put in jail. Well, was he virtue signaling when he was talking about saving the ocean or something? I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Um, he writes, circling back on this, it's more book club, but like a quarter of your audience is in book club anyway. Yeah. I think I'm just used to anonymous voting as a way of life. No concerns about pressure slash retaliation. I'm not as worried about retaliation from Katie, I suppose. Uh, yeah. I'm glad he talked about it, because I just kept... I wanted to egg him on as much as I could in the moment. <laughs> I wanted <laughs> I wanted it to go off the rails. My uh, Just so... I, don't, I mean, if we haven't talked about it just outright, my goal has always been to completely derail the book club so that it just is destroyed. Just to get your Tuesday night back? Yeah, just so that it's utterly destroyed. 
and it's but without but without just walking away from it no, yourself. No, no, no. no you I wanna... have to sabotage it. <laughs> which is why I keep suggesting the next book be Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which would be 120 chapters of bullshit. Um, and why whenever there's any any discussion, I try to turn it into um, an argument with recrimination, if possible. So. But we had talked about it. I think at the same time we talked about him being shady. We talked about how he kept talking about how we had to have uh, an anonymous vote, but he wouldn't say why. He just wanted it. Yeah, exactly. He also never, I think, never did uh, nominate a book, right? That's uh, certainly possible. We asked for, well, we asked if anybody had one and he didn't have one available. I don't know if he ended up getting one to Katie or not because again I wasn't paying attention to the books on the list I voted for mine and then I made my I made the person's name on the vote anonymous <laughs> to just to try to needle anybody uh he's reading it he was reading our book at the moment although he then ended up not attending book club uh and we canceled it but it's too late at night to text the group chat, so I have to settle for filling the mailbag. Fill it! Now he wants to see more Navy in his space tracks. He guesses planetary oceans are not that interesting in the context of a space show, but they see enough away teams in terrestrial environments. I don't know. How does Sequest fit into that? Because it was an ocean show that got turned into a space show. Uh, Sequest fits into it... <laughs> By having been entirely forgotten, <laughs> culturally. Sure. Or if people remember it, they're like, wasn't there a talking dolphin? Yeah. And then they forget that they had to go, that Sequest had to go to Mars? I do not remember why they were It was to taken space. to fight in an ocean on an alien world, because they needed just one more Earth submarine, despite <laughs> having the technology to transport submarines yeah it was a, a space battleship yamato type problem is what they were having right yeah he says i'm kind of surprised you didn't go with the wellerman there giving its recent given its recent renaissance do you know what he's talking about the wellerman mm. let me bing it <laughs> Oh, it's a, uh, the sea shanty. Oh, yeah, that was going around. Oh, well, no. The reason I sang Hearts of Oak was because it's a Star Trek reference. Yes. <laughs> For some reason, there are certain songs that everyone in the 24th century knows. And they don't make any sense why they know them. Yeah. Was that the one um, that Picard was singing in Ten Forward? Or was that the one that um, Bashir and O'Brien were singing? It's uh, the one Picard okay. struck up with. Remember, there was yeah. also one where... Uh, O'Brien and Bashir were singing something that was very up with uh, England, and I just thought, there's no way Colum was into this scene. <laughs> there's just no possible way he wanted to do this. They probably had a big fight afterward. Uh, if that had been the case, and it had, you know, had made memory alpha, I would have brought it up. Okay. Um. <clears throat> no, yeah, I just... Uh... I forget the context of it, but I th everyone I thought it was weird that everyone knew Hearts of Oak, but mm -hmm. they didn't know whatever whatever the other reference was. Or yeah, uh, it's all it's, uh, plot. The plot determines what people know. The script determines it. 
few more from Ryan. Then we can close the mailbag and move on to the audio mailbag. Uh, he says, situational leadership is a critical skill. Finally, I- we're all talking. Of- yes, this is what we... Yes, I agree. Thank you. Is this a third rail question, or are we allowed to ask what is a ship's counselor? We ask that uh, all the time. It's really Guinan <laughs> on TNG. Guinan's the ship's counselor. <laughs> the the real question is what is uh, so? There's two questions here. What is the actual role in Starfleet, and how far has Picard strayed from that role? <laughs> Because I think most of the ship's counselors don't sit on the bridge and tell you that the alien on the view screen is lying. Yeah. Uh, we will see in the end of DS9 that Dax 2... Um, Shh, that's a big spoiler! Dax 2 is technically a, count- a counselor, but I don't... Even the, like we don't get any additional details when that character comes along that we didn't Does get Does she Troy. still have to go on like weird commando raids because it's a war? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, there's okay. I mean, we are in the war big time. That's season seven. That's uh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, but we don't get any any more information. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing that they always say is when TNG came on, it was the '80s, and it was very trendy to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And Gene thought, "See, we'll show that how." cool and self-actualized everyone is that the ship's counselor has a position on the bridge that she's that important that yeah. Picard relies on her the psychology her, et cetera, et cetera. of the crew is, is very important then generally the, the bad TV writers slowly turned that character into a woman who loves chocolate <laughs> and is very easily picked up by pickup artists yeah you say slowly it's actually pretty abrupt between season one and season two she switches about the it's same true. time as Worf. they both switch oh gee i'm sorry season two the season that begins with her being impregnated by a space led yeah and then loudly declaring to nobody in particular that she's having this baby uh-huh. she's keeping the baby mm-hmm. uh you know, he, uh, he's been on a real philosophical kick lately, Ryan, and he writes in, Since the universe is constantly expanding, and everything in the galaxy is moving, fuck all time travelers who don't also travel through space, really. Uh, yeah, I guess it's true that if uh, celestial objects are also moving around in the universe, if you were just a time traveler, you wouldn't end up in the right spot, probably. So, that makes sense. I mean, he's, he's well, I'm sure it'll come up in the book we're reading for book club, but he is right in, well, I'm not sure, but it should. He's right in the sense that everything in the galaxy is also moving in that there are no fixed reference frames, no universal reference frames. Mm -hmm. So how could you not move through space? Right. Right. Like standing still relative to what? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then he says, I guess I could have waited five more seconds to hear you guys say essentially the same thing. That's my bad. (laughs) And then he says, you know, of course, that I usually pause the podcast while I write these tweets. Or did you know that? Sometimes the hits just come so fast that I miss them if I don't pause while writing my responses. That's how good your podcast is. We did it! Do we have one where, Uh, does there a drop that says that we won? (laughs) Um, Because I feel like we won. Not yet. Okay. (laughs) You could just play the Billy Joel one if you want. I mean, it's up to you. Uh, sure. (laughs) 
We, we won. Start the fire. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole deal. Sorry. Let's close the mailbag there and get on with the rest of this silly podcast. Yeah, that was a long one. Thanks, Ryan. I mean, Shannon and Ben also contributed. And Shannon and Ben also mostly Ryan. Thanks, thanks to those two, but also mostly to Ryan. It is time that you take off your headphones, my friend, as I bring us into the next segment. I won't do it. I'm going to just grit my teeth and bear it. Now, call me Bonnie. Either the Bluetooth is so shitty on these things that when I cover my ears, I lose the signal, or that music is so shrill that it wiped out my audio because it got very distorted and stopped playing during the middle of that. Oh, it's just, um, you know, it's just so terrible to listen to that it destroys electronics. (laughs) Yep. Let's hear it. Okay, let's get into it. Hello, uh, I thought we'd do a little bit of an audio deviation uh, rather than a uh, contribution. So I thought I would record outside of the pillow fort. Um, for a ch- and by the way, this is my attempt to have cleaned up the wind noise in the audio. So it's a new thing. It is still, it is still going to get bad. Normally, but, it's he's uh, so quiet and whispery that we're, I'm not even sure. If we're even supposed to be able to hear him, but this is the opposite now. It's just crazy <laughs> right. wind noise. He's he's going the other way with it. Now it's uh, to see a different part of the country here. We're up at our allotment, and um, I thought I would just try and record uh, the answers to the flag. Um, once you can decide, which I think there's only one, um, and I think I would go for West Virginia. Um, thought it was slightly more interesting uh, than the other one. Um, and uh, I think that Judah must have had the same either Atlas or Big Book of Flags that I had uh, growing up, or at least one from a similar time period. Um, because yeah, you mentioned Libya's flag, uh, I think it was Washington, we're talking about it, it all green with the little portrait of Washington on it. And I think Judah mentioned that being like uh, Libya's flag. And that was the flag of Libya, it was all green, but that changed after uh, Gaddafi um, was removed, we'll call it charitably. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, when we were in school, even in secondary school or high school, we had an art class one day which was to make world flags, and you had to take little bits of tissue paper and glue them to a flag-shaped cardboard cutout, and I picked the uh, Libya so that I could get it done quickly, just took a big sheet of green and glued it down and then sat and daydreamed for the rest of the class, the teacher was not impressed by my contribution to today's learning uh, on that day anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, so I thought I would deliver it as an audio since I haven't done one for a while, uh, and maybe the wind noise will be an interesting difference from the uh, muffle of the pillow fort. Anyway, thanks so much, and uh, look forward to the next round. See ya. Oh, a short one. Yep, a short one. Yeah, we picked West Virginia. Go orange. That's what they're known <laughs> go, for. Go orange, as you, you know, say. It's always very closely associated with everything having to do with West Virginia. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad that they showed up. That's nice. Okay, so just give them a wave for me when they walk by, okay? Yeah, a high-pass filter didn't do much against the wind noise. We'll see how effective it is against uh, 
weed whacker, which is what I interpret that sound as. <laughs> They're so reliable. These guys are damn reliable. Uh, do you mean because ordinarily they would have showed up two hours ago, but for some reason today they're coming in late. They know to hit us at the right time. So, <laughs> uh, Which one do you want to do? Do you want to do blue or yellow? Ooh, I think we should do uh, yellow. Okay. And uh, But before we do yellow, we should probably do this. I don't really want to do this no more. I don't want to hear from Barry or... Here another suggestion is poor, but here are the state flags. La 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 la. And Canada. All right. Um, you know, Ape Man came out on the same record as Lola. That's a record for you. There you go. Just if you wanted to, just if you wanted to place that in the Kinks discography. I mean, if you ask me. Did that happen? I would have guessed yes, because they <laughs> definitely have a similar sound. Um, yes. But now I know for sure. All right, Colorado. First up. It's a blue-white-blue tricolor. <laughs> it's got, like, uh, a big C. With Inside yep. the C is, like, a beautiful sun or something. Yep. Uh, this one feels to me a little bit like some kind of Cubs alternate uniform or... or like their minor league affiliate that's also named or the a, Cubs. Exa- right, a minor league affiliate or something. Like the fucking Springfield uh, Cubs or something stupid. It's one of these things that it looks too much like modern graphic design. Yes, it looks, uh, again, it looks like a sports logo for sure. Right, and so... Uh, when I see that, I don't like it. Doesn't put me in mind of the flag of a state or country. But all the state flags in the United States are pretty much trash. So why not? Yeah. Uh, at least it's colorful. But do, do you want to talk? About happens how to be it's off center. Do you, does that matter? Oh, uh, yeah. For what it's, <laughs> it is off center. Let's see. It's just kind of floating um, a little to the left of center. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder if it is diagrammed to appear in a certain specific place. Uh, nah. I mean, at least nothing that the Wikipedia page has they do show does not explain where that C is supposed to sit. Yeah, they do show that the old variant up until 1964 had a littler version of that C, and it was even more to the left. Yeah, which made it look... It makes it look more like a flag to me. Yeah. Um, it looks like, so the flag is proportioned two to three, mm-hmm. but it, that C could be in the middle if it was a square. No, I don't think so. It looks like the, at least as depicted on Wikipedia, the gap to the left is larger than the gaps to the top and bottom. So oh, I don't sure. know. I don't know how to interpret it. If it was a square, those three would yeah, be the same. That's right. Yeah. So. Who knows? Who knows how they picked where to stick that thing? Um, but it happens to be going up against the flag of Tennessee, mm. which is interesting because to me, this is another one that kind of looks like modern graphic design. It does indeed. Um, it's one I see all the time here, and the f- right after I moved, the first time I saw it, I just kind of sighed and went, uh, it's Confederate adjacent. 
it's confederate adjacent but playing it a little bit safe right it takes all the pieces from it but it rearranges them (laughs) it's great but it scrambles them up and then it puts (laughs) so it's a it's a red flag and then out on the right there's a thin white stripe and a thicker blue stripe and then there's a a blue ball outlined in white in the center with three stars in them where the three there's a point of each of the stars pointing to the center Mm -hmm. so that it also kind of makes a Mitsubishi diamond. (laughs) If you twist your head a little bit or unfocus your eyes slightly, you can see that. Uh, But it kind of looks like a bowling ball also. Is it the way the stars are oriented that makes it so you really see the roundness, like the the spherical nature of that circle? Uh, I think so. It does sort of project it outward into 3D space a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, so maybe it's supposed to be a ball of some kind. Okay, but then the three stars really means bowling ball. <laughs> it could be a bowling so, ball. So, like, this definitely should be the flag of, like, a chain of bowling alleys. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, I, I, I talked previously about how I you're not going to get votes from me if you're Confederate adjacent. These are straight Confederate colors. And uh-huh. um, again, you just t- you took all the pieces and you made you made something else else with all the pieces. And um, even a flag that's not impressive like Colorado's is going to get a vote from me. <laughs> uh, have you seen what the flag of Tennessee looked like until 1905? By the way, uh, the Volunteer State one with the the weird yes uh, yeah 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 badly diagonal. Stri- I want to say stripes, but the uh, ones on the sides are like triangles. <laughs> Boy, what a piece! Except of they're shit. not because they each get a little. I mean, it's a real terrible flag. And then the so. words aren't going the same direction as the rest of the diag- diagonalness. And then the sixteen's not diagonal at all. <sighs> and the words are in yellow. Yo, that uh, was a real bad flag. It was a real terrible flag, but I do love the idea that, like, the 16 is on a font that you'd see uh, on a car at uh, bumper cars or, say, a Barney Oldfield Motor Speedway. Uh Uh-huh. And then again, an extremely Uh, plain font. Yeah, so, you know, it was was, probably in 1905 when they adopted this flag. It probably seemed better. But uh, and technically, those three stars are supposed to represent the three grand divisions of Tennessee: East, Middle, and West. Okay, well, it is a very dumb shape, and so people do talk about those three divisions. But it's nothing to celebrate. Yeah, the, it's stupid. The blue bar, the blue bar at the edge of the flag, was just a design consideration oh, cool. in the symbolism article. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh, this one over here on the side. This ain't. This ain't nothing. Don't worry about this. <laughs> Don't think about how it kind of looks like the Confederate battle flag. <laughs> Just don't. Um, the reason I'm, I keep getting fucked up by the very plain fonts is because when I think of the old-timey days, I think of old-timey fonts. I think of, like, old newspaper fonts and, like, everything looked fancy in a way that you wouldn't do anymore, but these flags are all full of fonts that are, like, aerial or something. Yeah, well, they kind of look like a hand-lettered, like a comic book. Yeah. In a lot of cases. It's confusing to me. Uh, what about you? Where do you fall on this matchup? Uh, of these two logo flags, mm-hmm. I I am more inclined to Tennessee. Okay. So what you're saying um, is you support 
<laughs> you support the uh, the statue of uh, oh, which one is it that's still up? Is it uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest or somebody? <laughs> the crazy one that looks like a one of those statues they made of Ronaldo that doesn't look anything like him. I guess yes. I guess you've caught me. The South will rise again. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I'm just gonna. Uh, no, it's uh, this is probably the only the seventh or eighth most Confederate flag in the United States. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta pick your battles. I'm just gonna put it in our little chat here because I never get tired <laughs> of the, what somebody made. I don't know what's worse, the face on the guy or the horse or what. Yeah, I, by the way, I am in favor of this terrible <laughs> Rick and Morty statue. I've passed it a hundred times. It's right on the freeway. And every time I see it, I just think, what a self-own. What an amazing own goal that statue is. Just be like, our great <laughs> hero, Nathan Bedford. F- what? <laughs> the whole man is the size of the neck of the horse. <laughs> and he, his face looks wild. Yeah. Ugh. All right, um, so I guess we're split. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the judges. Uh, next, we have the flag of New Brunswick. No, 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 um, New Brunswick. T- is, is that what I've typed there? <laughs> yes, in ours it says New Brunswick. Okay, that's my mistake. Um, <laughs> uh, before... Uh, <laughs> Before I do this, Matthew, how confident are you that you could place New Brunswick on a map? Um, I would put it, I'd put it on the East Coast, and it would just be like if you if you had them all drawn for me. You think if you had the outline, you could correctly identify which where New Brunswick I, and where Nova Scotia and where I think Prince Edward I could Island do it, were? Because I, I think I know Nova Scotia's the most east. It's the one you could take the ferry to from Maine. And then New Brunswick's the one right above Maine, I think. And where's Newfoundland and Labrador? Oh, uh, that's even that's even more norther, northeaster. Okay, I think you've got it. I think, I think. I'm saying if they were drawn for me, I could do it. If it was just a map, I, I don't know their shapes or anything. I couldn't do that. Okay, so this flag here's uh, this is another flag that's got too much stuff on it. Mm. The top uh, third, sure, is a. Uh, a red field with a golden lion passant on it. But all stretched out uh, to fit that entire top third. So he's a real, it's re- yeah, it's real stretch. It's real stretched out. So I don't know. That's probably England or something. Okay. Then there's a some kind of galleon yes. on top of a blue and white wavy lines to represent the ocean. And uh, it's a gold field and the ship is mostly black with a white sail and red flags. Okay. Yes. I mean, it is a lot going on, and it is very European. Yeah, not well, like it's based of, on the like one of our nasty cool, coat of arms. Yeah, not like one of our cool gas station flags that we get here in the United States. <laughs> I did show that flag of Arkansas to Katie after we did that podcast and said, doesn't it look like a gas station in the South? And she said, yeah, it does. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, and then I think she was just disgusted that we were talking about flags again. Well, look. Blame, blame the same person as the first time. It's his hang-up. Uh, we didn't address this, but uh, we definitely did have an atlas, the last page of which was Flags of the World. Yeah, I probably wore uh, that atlas out, for sure. And that's definitely where my 
Libya is just a green flag knowledge came from. So 100% correct. I don't know if it was the same one. Oh, it was probably a Rand McNally over here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, is that also where you um, began your love of all things uh, design? Like, um, like <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess so. Insignia and livery and <laughs> uniforms and things like that. I mean, I got some of that from Dad's old Blue Jacket manual. Oh yeah, probably. with those great fucking drawings, with the pl- with the illustrated plates in the middle of uniforms. So and he also had some some of those uh, uniform Napoleonic army Soldiers? uniform plates. Oh, and he, had, he had little toy soldiers. Like, he too. had he had some. Yeah, he did. But he also had books of uh, here are what all the different volunteer regiments in the revolutionary war mm-hmm. dressed and stuff like that so oh yeah he was all over it yeah no it probably all it, it springs from uh, the number of things so basically it's just our dad was interested in that stuff and it really stuck with me hence your rabid love of the green bay packers <laughs> it's very fair and very true huh yeah uh, South Dakota is what uh, New Brunswick is up against, unless you have any specific critiques of the busy flag of New Brunswick. Oh, it's a mess, for sure. It's too much flag for the province of New Brunswick, also. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you don't deserve a cool flag like this. It should no. be, like, a, a gray flag with just, like, some white <laughs> letters in the middle that just say NB, and that's it. Uh, is, does the yellow sky symbolize anything? I don't know if we should if, should we dig into it. Uh, it. It's based on the coat of arms, and I frankly didn't want to click to one more article okay. to learn how the coat of arms came to be that way. Right, that's fair, uh, especially since we're about to have to talk about another great seal. Yeah, we got South Dakota, which is a kind of a sky blue sort of, maybe a little darker than that flag. Yeah, they're not all in like. Um, Kazakhstan? No. Kazakhstan, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, like you said, it's a big seal in the middle, so we'll definitely dive into that. The seal has a bunch of sun's rays, yellow sun's rays, all around it. And then the words in a circle, South Dakota, the Mount Rushmore state. (laughs) That's rough, huh? That's too bad. That's rough. No, there's no cool motto or anything that they want to go by, or it's... There's nothing that's symbolic about the state. There's just the literal monument. <laughs> that's what the state's known for, the Mount Rushmore State. California's the Golden State. Mm-hmm. That harkens back to the Gold Rush, but also it's very sunny here. Sure. Tennessee, the Volunteer State. Yeah. Uh, South Dakota, the Mount Rushmore State. Uh-huh. It makes you really wonder what North Dakota has to do. They don't even have yes. that. No. No, they don't. Uh, anyway, do think, those letters are also in that same yellow. So, Do you think they're like 50-50 on just changing the bottom of the flag to read Sturgis? <laughs> That'd be great. Like, like, you know, if we're, I think if we're honest, Sturgis is actually more of a draw these days than Mount Rushmore. Okay. So, Well, maybe they'll get a change because I do see on this article that they used to have uh, a version of this without the dumb seal in the middle, which is much better. Um, so maybe they'll change it again. But in this seal, you know what's not in there? Mount Rushmore. 
Mount Rushmore. Not in there. Not present in the state seal. Did not rate. Hadn't been built yet, presumably, when the state seal was made. Yep. The seal does not include it, though it is the Mount Rushmore state. So what are you going to do? You'd think that would be a recognizable landmark. No, you got, like, uh, some plowing going on Mm -hmm. in the foreground, and then in the background, some kind of smokestack. Are they pretending to have industry? What is that? That's a good question, because... Is it maybe a lighthouse? What's all that fire? What's all that smoke? Well, just because it looks like there's a river, and then, oh, is that maybe a some kind of steamboat in the river? Oh, maybe in the river we got a steamboat, but on shore, I don't know what that thing's supposed to be. Oh, yeah, good. I mean, I mean it does kind of hey. look like a lighthouse, but, like, why has it got all that smoke coming out of the top? Well, I guess I'll have to click through to the state seal. <laughs> well, anyway, they made up some shit. There's nothing in there. There's nothing in the state, so they made up some stuff to put on the seal. They're like, I guess we should put stuff on it. It's not good. Um, uh, f- apparently, there's a mine depicted on the flag. Maybe the smokestack is from the mine? Yeah, I guess it could be. I don't know. They gotta burn something. Uh, it also has the motto, Under God, the people rule. Under God. After God, people. Yeah. Um, this is two not great flags, in my opinion. I agree. Not the much. flag of New Brunswick would be better. <sighs> Here's my fix for the flag of New Brunswick. Get rid of the lion. Okay. And just make the whole thing gold. And also get rid of the waves. Just a boat on a gold flag. Yeah, it's probably better. That is probably better. Yeah. It looks less like somebody's weird stylistic animation. And then more like a flag. My fix for South Dakota, revert to the 1963 flag. Yeah, no shit. This is an easy one. Where instead of the Mount Rushmore state, it says the Sunshine State. But then, and it's just a big sun. I don't know if you saw from 63 to 92, there was a version that looks like today's version. Um, except it was called <laughs> the Sunshine State, which is better. It is better. And they chose a different wild. shade of blue. It's wild that they decided to change it to the Mount Rushmore state in, in 1992. 1992. It's a, it's a, a bald faced ploy to get tourists to come. Like, hey, remember Mount if they'd Rushmore? Waited, if they'd waited five more years, would it have been like the AOL state or <laughs> just being trendy? Just being trendy. Yeah. Well, the other uh, South Dakota, the email state in 92, when they switched from Sunshine to Mount Rushmore, number two was Urkel. It was going to be the Urkel state. <laughs> the Urkel state. Yeah, it was yeah. very close. <laughs> uh, I'm going to um, go with New Brunswick on this one. It's it is yeah. very busy, but South Dakota is doing a lot of dumb shit. Just a lot. And I agree. And next up, we do have the flag of Newfoundland. Oh, good. More Canada. And Labrador. Sure. So. No one ever remembers poor Labrador, but it is in there. Um, This is a, the current flag is from 1980. Okay. Uh, and it's a little bit difficult to describe what's happening in it. It's a bit abstract. But it's a little bit abstract. It's playing with negative space a lot. Yes. So. Uh, apparently, it's based on some uh, native etchings. Is it? Because it looks like it's based on the Union Jack to me. Doesn't it? A little bit? It's just, I mean, it is similarly, it has both the vertical cross and a diagonal cross in it. Yeah. The left half is blue. The right half is white, although some of the white is outlined with red. 
and there's a gold arrow. This thing is wild to try and describe. Oh, there's a lot. It's v- and I'm not surprised it's from the 80s. It has an 80s. <laughs> it also it has the problem when portrayed on the uh, on a screen that you can't tell that there's a white border around everything. Uh huh. Yeah, you definitely um, can't. And I, you also would believe that part of the flag had been cut away and it had those like a pennant has tails. Oh, right. That this had three of them. Like you could see that for sure. I wonder if that so would be it's better. special. It would be better if it had three. But Matthew, if you scroll down, please take a look at the Newfoundland tricolor. It's not. It's not a winner. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a green, white, it's pink. Like so, it's like someone said, "What if we took Neapolitan ice cream, but got rid of all that nasty chocolate and put a pistachio mm. ice cream instead?" I mean, it sounds pretty good. Though I'd probably get rid of the strawberry, I guess. Um, Go green, boy. This is a this is a little bit rough because if you scroll down and see all of the other alternate flags that have their own sections, they're all better. Yeah, like even the flag of Labrador is better, and it's doing some color stuff too. Yeah, the just Labrador flag. Uh, anyway, this one is interesting, at least. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's very abstract. Uh, South Carolina, I like very much because yeah, South Carolina is a flag that is. Uh, Except for the fact that you could, if you just looked at a bunch of flags, guess that it's from the Middle East. Yes, that's my favorite part, though. My favorite part is how, uh, well, you know what people from South Carolina are probably like. And they probably <laughs> don't like those guys from the Middle East. But then you look at their flag and you go, guys. And you got a big crescent on there. You know what the crescent is? Come on. Hey, you know what that means on a flag? I'm sure when they f- came up with it, they were still calling them Muslims. And um, <laughs> and they thought they were cool. Everyone thought they were cool in the olden days. All the founding fathers were like, we should be cool like the Muslims are. Um, and then there's a big palmetto. And then a big the old fucking it. palm tree just hanging out in the middle. A space palm tree, it looks like. So this works on two levels. Number one, it's not a bad flag. No, I like it. Uh, to begin with. And then number two, it's... It's a little bit ironic yes. because when you think about, as you said, what the people of South Carolina probably think about the fact that their flag looks like it belongs in. Yeah. Like if someone said this is the flag of Oman, you'd go, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, you replace that palm tree. I mean, they have palm trees there. You could just keep it. But if you replaced it with a cypress, yeah. you'd just be like, yeah, I guess this is Lebanon or something. I don't know. You, you, a cypress me. or a couple of crossed scimitars or something, <laughs> yeah. and then you'd just be there. But yeah. But they do have palm trees there, too, so it works anyway. It's really good. So uh, they, they do have palm trees there. South Carolina for me, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is tough, because I think Newfoundland could have beat some others just for having a strong design. I would have picked it in either of the first two matchups. Right. Yes. But South Carolina is tough to go up against. South Carolina is a potential state flag winner. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. It does. No state seal. No writing. Yeah. One very clear symbol in the middle, one symbol in the canton, right? So it's like... No odd uh, selection of the color orange. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, like a navy blue. Yep. Uh, the flag of Rhode Island mm. is is interesting. Yeah, I'm hearing anchors away right now, man. I can hear it. Uh it's a white flag. It's not square, Matthew, but the proportions of this flag are 29 to 33. Yes, of course. 
That's so the golden ratio. Very nearly square. Yes. Yeah, if you're not I paying mean, attention, it might as well be square. Wider than it is tall by four twenty ninths. Mm-hmm. That fraction. Uh it's a white flag. There are three, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen stars in a circle surrounding mm-hmm. a golden anchor. And I guess they think and I know what banner those thirteen underneath. stars represent. Yeah. And a banner underneath that says hope. Yeah. Pretty basic. Uh the real mistake here is white. White flag. Bad. Yes. Not exactly. And then the gold on top of the white, it's just not it doesn't pop. I would have gone blue with the gold, and then the banner should be white. And the words should be Or blue. remove the banner entirely, and then you have the flag from 1882 to 1897. Oh. Hold on, let me check that out. Oh, yeah. That's better. Isn't that better? That's better. <laughs> yeah, they should have done that. God damn it. Even 1877 uh, well, to 1882 is better, but it's still Well, they did, but then they changed it. They wanted to get that hope in there <laughs> Again. in 1897. So it hasn't changed in 130 years or whatever, but it's used to be better. So Okay. Um, you're right, though. The major sin is a white flag. And again, that's mostly a sin on computers, but I we've never liked it. No, it's just, I think stylistically it's not good, especially if gold is going to be your primary color after that. I don't think it works. Well, that does violate the rule of yeah. tinctures or whatever. Yeah, that's right. You can't... It's not only tinctures. But... Well, you can't put a metal on a metal, and silver and gold are metals, white and gold are metals in heraldry. Don't forget the rule of echo screens and uh, <laughs> sure smoke bombs. Um, it's going up against Connecticut, so there's a little border war action here. Um, it's a blue flag. It's got a dumb white shield with some stupid vines that look very cartoony and dumb in this flag that I'm looking at. Yeah, grape vines. You know how Connecticut is known for grapes. (laughs) Yeah, you know about all that great wine coming out of Connecticut. Uh, and then, uh, I guess on the shield it's got some other different thing some different plants what are those put the yellow they got the yellow the glitter berries on them oh uh this is a good are those yellow grapes? What are those what are the glitter berries <laughs> you know unless they love grapes there uh it's probably in the article for the state seal right because i assume that's what that fucking is probably uh the great seal or uh, anyway and then it's arms. got a banner under a white banner underneath with uh gold outline and blue lettering it says, uh, in Latin, it says, he who transplanted sustains. So, what? Uh-huh. What's it mean? <laughs> uh, I think it means whites only. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, I don't really, yeah, I guess it's not saying about he who was always here sustains, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, th- I don't really like much of what I'm seeing here. There's not a lot to like, really. I mean, I guess if you're a big fan, but again, unless you're the rare person who likes seeing the state shield on the motto, but the shield's I mean, ugly. on the flag, it's making yeah. a lot of dumb. Like, what are these cartoon fucking grapes? What is this? <laughs> this this it looks bad. It's not like a cool artistic drawing. It looks like someone's shitty drawing. Oh. Yeah, hey, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's Rhode Island, even uh, with the sins. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, even the a white flag, at least 
at least the symbolism is clear. And it's always annoying when a flag used to be better, and that seems to be almost all of these. Um, but what are you going to do? Connecticut sucked. So, up next we have the flag of Florida, which is uh, is as if someone said, what if we took the flag of Alabama and made it worse? What if we took the flag of, Al- of Alabama and we put a seal on it that looks like it's from Hawaii? Yes. We, we, just, we just take that. Because when I so see this seal, uh, I think immediately, like, oh, is this like Hawaii or something? Yeah, exactly. So it's a red saltier, just like you'd see in Alabama or, say, Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the state seal, not that big in the middle. Yeah. The state seal says, great seal of the state of Florida, and God we trust. There, is their motto, in God some... we trust, just like... <laughs> okay. I guess so. Okay. Uh, there's a fucking paddle boat on the seal. <laughs> That's true, it is. An ocean-going boat. paddle boat with sails. I, do, I only saw uh, the sails at first. Yeah. Uh, palm tree. Uh, I should just click through to the state seal. Uh, lady. It's a, it's a seminal woman spreading flowers. You remember them? We kicked them out. You remember them? Hey, everybody. We, you remember when to. the great state of Florida kicked out as many of the, the Indians as we possibly could? Do you guys everyone remember that? Let's put it on the seal. They've done some work. They took out. They, she used to have a feathered headdress, which Seminoles did not wear. Mm-hmm. And they have. So they got rid of that. That's good. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, Palm trees uh, and I stuff. I don't have a lot of positive things to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I think I said it. I gave my opinion pretty clearly when I said they took the flag of Alabama and made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> What's it up against? Going up against Pennsylvania. It's a blue flag. It's got another dumb shield in the middle. Uh, this shield's also pretty busy on the top. You got some kind of clipper ship um, mm-hmm. uh, on the waves with the blue sky and everything. Under that, it's got a plow uh, mm-hmm. uh, against a golden field. And under that, it's got some wheat uh, against a green field. Uh, and then it's got a cool eagle. Uh, I think staring at the sun, probably, is what <laughs> it's doing. And then um, that's, that's sitting on top. And on either side is a horse taken directly off of a Great America carousel. <laughs> Prancing. It's probably called a carousel horse in the description of the seal. I'm sure it is. And then underneath it says virtue, liberty, and independence. So, you know, all the Philadelphia stuff in there for Pennsylvania. Uh, A ship carrying uh, state commerce to all parts of the world. A clay red plow. A symbol of Pennsylvania's rich natural resources. Three golden sheaves of wheat. Yeah, well, I mean, that's more artsy than what I said. Does it say carousel horses, though? Uh, it does not. In fact, it just says it's flanked by horses. So that does not do them justice. Uh, it's also got like it looks like an ear of corn, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, some some various berries or things. Uh, an olive branch. Those are olives. An olive branch and cornstalk cross limbs so. beneath. Those are some red ass olives. Yeah, you know, a red <laughs> those red olives, bright red that everyone loves. Maraschino olives. Is that what we're talking about? <coughs> well. I pick Pennsylvania, but, like, it's not amazing. There's way too much happening. It's bonkers, but I, I pick it anyway. I actually think it's a worse flag because so much of it is seal. So this is another judge's decision. Okay. All right. Uh, Up next, on. we have the flag of Oregon. 
This is um, <laughs> this is something. So it's a blue flag. Uh, <laughs> in yellow, it says state of Oregon at the top, and 1859 at the bottom. Then a depiction of the state seal again, all in yellow, which contains you know a covered wagon. There's probably another plow down in there, mm-hmm. some pine trees, some ships, the setting sun, a big eagle on top, the words the Union. Um, the it is it does appear, Matthew, as though this flag was uh, drawn and lettered by Oregon's most famous native son, Matt Groening. I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is some Simpsons ass bullshit. It is. It is. It, it it could appear in the Simpsons exactly as depicted. Yes. Yeah, Another fun thing about the flag, mm. it has a backside. Oh, that's Most of right. these flags don't, but Oregon does, and on the back is a yellow beaver on a log. Yeah, I kind of wish that was the whole flag. The whole flag should just be the backside of the flag. It's very it's a, it's a stylized and cartoony beaver, so it still kind of looks modern, which is unfortunate, but it's I definitely would love it if their flag was just this beaver. Right. So, this is the only two-sided flag in the United States. See if it helps them or hurts them. Going up against another uh, Canadian, Nova Scotia. You could put it directly in the Simpsons without having to redraw it in any way. Yes. What's that flag of Nova Scotia like? Oh boy. All right, it's a white flag. It's got another one of the was it a St. Andrew's cross? Which one is this? Uh, this is a yeah. It's technically it is a blue saltier, which is the St. Andrew's Cross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's a blue one, and uh, it's got a shield in the middle. It's gold. It's got a red lion on it. You know, <laughs> British stuff. You get it. Uh, but at least that's it. Could have been busier. So it's the inverse of the Scottish flag. Yes. Uh, which with, is blue with the uh, white one. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with a with the royal arms of uh, Scotland in the middle. So, all right, so it's going full Scotland. Nova Scotia means New Scotland, uh-huh. and it's real Scottish adjacent. Hey, is there like a lot of cool Scottish stuff there? Like, if I go there, can I like? Oh, are you asking if it's like? Um... Oh, what's the name of that Danish town? Solvang. Solvang? Is yeah. it like Solvang? Is the whole place yeah. like uh, Scottish Solvang? Is it like, that's a good question. Is it Scottish Solfang? Yeah, I want to know now. In the province of Nova Scotia. Ooh. It's so difficult to get to the actual Nova Scotia article. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you gotta click around let's a lot. Let's go to tourism. <laughs> tourism. So, There's a lot happening here. Can you guys just take me to Nova Scotia? No? Uh, I mean... Nova Scotia has many museums reflecting its ethnic heritage. Uh, does that mean Scottish? It does. Okay. I was going to say, what other ethnic heritage? Uh, they probably ran some indigenous people out. Yeah, I'm but sure. they gone. They gone yeah, from. But everywhere. you know, but you know that white people love to celebrate the natives that they drove out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. What do you feel about this one? Uh, for me, it's Oregon. I agree because I like that beaver. <laughs> well, there you go. Nova Scotia, a little bit more of a classic flag, but Oregon is so unique that I think it helps to be going up against a classic design. Yeah. 
Up next, we got Oklahoma. Flag of Oklahoma. Talk well, about. we talked about this already. <laughs> yeah, well, the one, what you just said. <laughs> we got, was this a Dreamcatcher or something? Uh, it is an uh, Osage Nation buffalo skin shield with seven eagle feathers uh. on a Choctaw sky blue field. And with the collegiate lettering that says Oklahoma at the Oklahoma. bottom. Oklahoma. <laughs> I believe yeah. that is the font that their uniform has as well. Yep, sky blue, Oklahoma in white. <laughs> Buffalo skin shield in the middle. Okay. Well, you weren't wrong. Um, then we get to Ohio, which is one of them oddly shaped ones. Uh, b- before we do that, can you please look at the flag of Oklahoma used from 1911 to 1925? Okay, let's take a look. Oof. That's Confederate adjacent for sure. <laughs> Confederate red? Rebel red, whatever you want to call it, with a, a white star with a blue outline in the middle. It looks kind of off-white almost. Or maybe that's just my screen. Um, and then it says 46. Uh, the number 46, and don't worry, there's no space inside the star around the number 46. <laughs> it runs right up to the edges. Also, don't worry, the numbers are not styled in any way. It is as plain as can be. Someone typed 46 <laughs> into that star. Uh, good news, they replaced that red flag in 1924 as red flags were closely associated with communism. Oh, that's why. The Confederate thing, that was cool, but we don't want to be oh, confused. And the, the word Oklahoma was added in 1941 in an effort to combat widespread illiteracy. <laughs> they, they hey, but what if, we put the, what if we put the word Oklahoma on the flag? <laughs> then people could read. They definitely failed, though. It was a losing battle. Uh, okay, well, hmm, okay. Uh, now can we talk about Ohio's weird shape? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What shape is this? It's like a swallowtail uh, or something. It is, it has a, it's like a, a truncated triangle with another triangle cut out of one side, oh, so. notch cut out. And then... So, so there's three red stripes and two white stripes following the sort of angles of the edges of this triangle. Mm-hmm. There's a big blue triangle all the way on the left, inside of which is maybe an O, but maybe just a circle yeah, in white with a red disc inside of it. I hope it's just a circle and, then, and not an O. Right. And then an arrangement of stars. Seventeen? 17 white stars. <sighs> a triangular swallowtail flag, the only non-rectangular U.S. state flag. Also, it makes it look like bunting. Sure. Yeah. Like that you'd see at the 4th of July or in a great America, well, as you said. it's so patriotic looking, for sure. It's extremely patriotic It's looking. Uncle Sam's fucking personal flag. And by the way, people from Ohio will constantly remind you about, like, how many presidents were born in Ohio and all this bullshit. Oh, yeah, they fucking love it. They probably feel like they're the most patriotic state. But, um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting flag. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I think I pick it over Oklahoma's, which is not, an, it's not, it, it, it feels like something that was created in stages. It's not a consistent <laughs> <Yes>. vision. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It is the sheer patriotism and the odd shape are going to pull Ohio through to the next round, I think. Yeah. Uh, we have the flag of New York. 
Yes. Going up against New Jersey, another border war here. This is at one of the boring blue flag with state seal. Um, the only fun thing I will point out is <laughs> if you look at the left supporter on the state seal. Oh, I see it. That is Vivi's hat from Final Fantasy IX. It is Vivi's hat from Final Fantasy IX. A mage's or cap. Or any other wizard cap. <laughs> that is definitely not a liberty cap. That is a mage's cap. That is a wizard's hat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, okay, here we go. It's got two ladies. I think they're the harp ladies, but they're not holding harps. Uh, one of them, like we said, it's got some kind of staff, and on top of it's a wizard's hat. The other one's holding them fucking scales. You know, you know the ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The shield has two supporters. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's fine. Left liberty with the revolutionary imagery of a Phrygian cap raised on a pole. False. Her left foot treads on a crown that oh, represents yeah. freedom from the British monarchy. I mean, it kind of looks like she's stepping near the crown, but okay. Right is just blind justice. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the shield itself, there's a ship on the harbor, mm. uh, on the Hudson River or whatever. two ships. Sure. <laughs> oh, a masted ship and a sloop, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Symbols of inland and foreign commerce. Hmm. And do you want to talk Mountain about Rage, the sun? Smiling sun. Is it smiling, though? Well. <laughs> Looks pained to me. It looks like fucking Ehot. No, Corgano. Which one yeah, was the old? Sad I would one? not describe. I would not describe him as as. I don't remember. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, not smiling to me. I, I would not describe him as smiling. No. Um. This is just again blue flag with the state seal, the motto. Uh, Excelsior. Excelsior, and uh, yeah, E pluribus unum. Um. All right. New Jersey. Hey, why, why when I clicked on it, it gave me the coat of arms. Oh, here's the flag. Because it's got the coat of arms on it. Hey, it's a re- it's a, we're doing a redo here. There's two ladies again. One of hey, them's the, Hey, guess what? One of them's the same. <laughs> one of them's the lady with the cap, though hers looks more like a liberty cap and less like a wizard's cap. The other lady's holding a cornucopia. Good for her. Um, uh, the banner under the coat of arms tells you that she is prosperity. Yes, liberty. It's and, liberty and prosperity. And prosperity, 1776. Not 17776. That's different. These guys, by the way, made the bold decision to show the whole word and on their yeah. uh, seal. It's a little They didn't smaller. cut it in half. <laughs> they, they sized it. It's like eight point font as opposed to the 11 that they're using on the other parts. Um, and then there's like three plows. Just yep. Just a whole fucking formation of plows. Yes. Uh, and then uh, what's above that? Uh, is that a knight's fucking hat? And then a horse's on top yeah. of it? A horse's head. Beneath that is a helmet showing that New Jersey governs itself. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, the flag is some kind of yellow or gold. And uh, a lot of the stuff in it is blue. Um, boy. They claim that's a buff-colored covered background. I kept, like, moving my head around to see if it was, like... Because it kind of changes on my screen depending on where I am in relation to it. Uh, I don't know. Which one with two ladies do you like better? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I think for me... Because of the better depiction of the gnome hat and also the simpler three plows shield uh-huh. i prefer new jersey even though the color of that flag is not great 
It's not great at all. It's a very plain flag color. I'm going to go with... What color should we make our flag? George Washington's pants color. (laughs) To symbolize George Washington's pants. These were the pants that crossed the river and dealt the Hessians a mortal blow. Um, I'm going with New York because I prefer that wizard's cat. Ooh, three judges' decisions. Wizard's three cat versus Phrygian cat. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, Bowdy's going to have a lot to get back to us on. But he won't deal. He'll, he'll just, he'll just um, record himself just doing where, whatever business he's already doing somewhere out in the world, <laughs> so it's fine. <clears throat> Thank- what a dumb podcast we do. <laughs> Because it's almost two hours of bullshit. I read Ryan's tweets out loud for an hour, and then we talked about flags for 50 minutes. Yeah, I already closed that flags thing. I don't even want to look at it anymore. (laughs) Done with it. Well, next week's the Star Trek week. Good. I can't wait. to. I'm going to watch one tonight. I'm going to just get a head start. What do we got? Uh, It's fantastic. We're watching Disaster. Great. Can't wait for some more Ensign Row stuff. Yep. Uh, the Deep Space Nine episode is called Things Past. I hope you imagine that and, and enjoy that. Let me see what it is. I refused to look it up last week. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They definitely did. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're seven years in the past. It's not good news. Okay. Well, um, you also get to describe next week the Voyager episode, Latent Image. I'll just read you the teaser for this one. When the, the doctor discovers evidence that his memory files may have been tampered with, oh. it sets in motion a chain of events that lead to the recollection of the death of a crew member, oh. one the doctor believes he was responsible for. So it's like um, it's like a Clues-type episode. It's like a clues type episode, or maybe that one where Troy goes and stands in the nacelle and gets crazy. Oh, maybe a combo of those two episodes. That's what everyone wanted. Yeah. The fuck was that one called? Uh, I, uh, I wanted to say Eye of the Beholder, but now Is I don't. Is that Phantasm? No, I don't know if that can no. be it. Oh, yeah. it's, oh, there's an Eye of the Beholder that's like the third or fourth to the last episode. That's probably it. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> So maybe a combination of that and clues. Great. Um, Can't wait. But I'm glad. I'm sure you'll get to describe lots of flashbacks and half-remembered <laughs> things. So In both episodes. Can't wait. Love it. Love it so much. Thank you, Star Trek. That's what you should watch if you're playing along for next week. Uh, otherwise, um, everyone should try to catch up to Ryan and send us a ton of mail so that we can do a <laughs> three-hour mailbag next time. That's... Uh, um, uh, at brother date on the twitter machine for email it's brothers at brother um you can go to brother if you want to see the flags if you want to look at them want to because you know we're just describing them it's pretty dumb um oh yeah i mean you can just go to wikipedia all the links are to wikipedia so enjoy and uh yeah we're on all the podcatchers so download us 12 or 13 times Let's try to beat last week's record. And that's it. So as you believe, uh, so shall you do, so shall you do, as you believe. So shall you do. No one's saying it with me. The people at home are saying it. I feel like that's for Star Trek episodes. All right, you're just going to refuse to do it on the non-Star Trek. That's all right. People at home are doing it. I feel fine about it. Goodbye. 
or, uh, South Dakota, the email state. <laughs> in 92, when they switched from Sunshine to Mount Rushmore, number two was Urkel. It was going to be the Urkel state. <laughs> the Urkel state. Yeah, it was yeah. very close. <laughs> Please subscribe.